This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is the Dumbbells, a personal fitness podcast where me, Ryan Stanger, and Eugene Cordero, it's all mixed up because Eugene's not here, have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. But this is solely based on our own working experience and a little bit of bro science. We're not doctors and never claim to be. Keep that in mind. Uh, we're just a couple, couple of dumbbells who love ourselves in fitness and want to help you with yours, and the help can start right now. That was a shaky. <laughs> the plane didn't crash, it's, but like a wing, like the wing touched the runway a little bit. It's hard though. I mean, you're you you had a partner. I had a partner, and yeah. your partner's just gone. Yeah, my partner is in Fiji shooting a TV show. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's very cool. He's coming back soon. We miss mm-hmm. him. Uh, I think he's got he's got his family out there now, which is nice. He's been That's out there for awesome. for months and months. That's uh, so cool. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Eugene Cordero is off shooting a show in Fiji. Uh, soon to return. And so it's the Stanger Man flying solo, but I have a wonderful guest today uh, coming back to the podcast for a second time. Yeah. You probably know him from uh, Horny for Horror. Yeah. Yeah, your podcast. Yeah. Very funny with Adam McCabe and Betsy Sodaro. And also uh, from Guessing on High and Mighty, a beloved guest uh, and friend of the High and Mighty show doing the uh, Power Hours, the Taco Bell Power Hours, right? Yes. Mono Agapian. Hi. Thanks for doing it, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great, buddy. How about you? Great. I'm so glad to be back. It's so fun to talk about in the same breath uh, the insanity of, of Taco Bell Power of Hour. Taco Bell Power Hour. <laughs> and now we're with the dumbbells. Yeah, well, it's funny because Betsy and, and Gabers have been on recently yes. as well. They're awesome. repeat guests and friends. And they are they're both touching in and out of fitness and always mm-hmm. it's always on their mind. Betsy's a jock. Yeah. She's always kind of thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she's more disciplined than others, but she's been on a roll recently. Yeah. And Gabers too. She's always just making good, and I live with Betsy, so I just see, I get to see her. She's always just making good choices and yeah. like always just kind of checking herself. Yeah. Uh, and just being like, I don't need to make that wild decision every day. Totally. She's a good lesson in in moderation. Totally. Because I don't ever feel like she has to limit herself from too much fun, mm-hmm. but she never takes it too far into totally. bizarre, compulsive areas. Totally. Which, uh, you know, maybe I tend to do. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's hard. And I that's, an, that's, a very, that's a thing I struggle with, too, because, like, as lately my mantra has been, like, I do well. I, I try to make good choices all the time, but I don't – I try to avoid hitting the panic button hitting the when panic I mess button. up. Yeah, yeah. I like, think that's – I think that's kind of been a – um an unofficial theme and lesson for this podcast. Yeah. Because people end up doing this damage to themselves because they 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 flip out off of one bad decision and then it starts a whole chain reaction that isn't it crazy how quickly it can get out of control. It totally is. I want so I want to hear about all that. We can put a pin in that for a second. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about your podcast. Yeah. Horny for horse. So what's going on with that? Uh, so much is going on with that. I think we're just having a lot of fun doing weird episodes. Yeah, you guys break the format a lot, which is cool. You yeah. tend to so for people that don't know, it's like you guys are all horror movie enthusiasts, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but not just like the big ones. Like in you know, yeah. I mean, like deep dives. In fact, usually we think it's more fun to talk about the 
the bad burning ones. trash piles. Like, because <laughs> that's what's fun. You never right. want to be like, I never want to like just have a movie episode where we talk about Halloween. Yeah. And we're like, well, this was fantastic. Yeah. What's and, our um, new take oh, on this that? This was well done. And uh, <laughs> oh, the acting here is actually quite good. <laughs> you want to make fun of people trying their damnedest. Oh, man. And it's like before you guys started doing the podcast, we do shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people that don't know, I feel like I say that a lot. We do shows together at UCB. Yes. It's a comedy theater it's yes. in uh, Los Angeles. We're part of various comedy outfits. Uh, but we hang out late at night, and mm-hmm. I'd always see you guys like, oh, we're going to... We're going to watch some fucking, you know. Yeah. The armchair. The mutilator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the armchair. Yeah, we're just like, About... what is what is that? And just like some armchair flying it. across the room, like smothering people or something. An armchair possessed by the evil spirit of Lady Winmister. Not Winchester. <laughs> Winmister. Winmister. All right. For legality purposes. Yeah, I would watch the shit out of that movie. Did you see Winchester with Helen Mirren? We did. Me, the Horny Ferrara crew actually saw, you it, saw it. And we were quite let down. Oh, no. It was terrible. Did she bring it? She's a good actor, right? You know what? It was weird. It was kind of like watching... Um, it, it, Reds 2? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like watching an, a fantastic actor checked out. You know, um, can you think of another movie where you're like, wow, they're good, but they are checked out of this performance? Yeah, for sure. Um, God, there's so many. I mean, there's so Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage is whole, fantastic. Like, third half of his career has been totally. like... Third half? Third half? Yeah. Definitely the third half. Definitely the third the half. The 150th percentile. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was terrible. It was yeah, unwatchable. I wonder if she's in some tax trouble or something. Maybe. Looking for a payday. Maybe. Taylor Hackford's her husband. Maybe he's, oh, yeah. he hasn't been directed much recently. Another fantastic actor who was who's, who's a great actor but is terrible in it or checked out in it. I don't know his name, but he was the lead in... Um, um, oh God! Not War of the Planet of the Apes, but the one before that. Oh yeah, uh, Jason Clark or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's so good. But interesting he's looking guy, curly haired. Yeah, yeah, kind of a blockhead. Yeah, <laughs> he has a blockhead. He totally has a blockhead. But it works. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So we saw that. Don't go watch Winchester. Oh um, man, go watch some fun trash though. Does you know it what? answer any questions about the? Her no, building no. stairways and all that shit. Uh, kind of. There's like there's like one interesting thing at the end of the film. Uh, that's like, oh, that's an interesting why. Do you, should I tell you it? Uh, spoiler. Spoiler alert. Is it a spoiler, spoiler or is it alert. just part of her history? T- 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 I don't know, to be honest with you. Is it true that the Winchesters like um, came from guns? Yeah, so they were like, she was the widow to a famous gun, mate, the Winchester right. gun. So she inherited all that money. Yeah. And I think she employed or saw a psychic. Mm-hmm. She felt like the, her house was haunted. Mm-hmm. And so the psychic advised her that if she kept building or kept work going at the house, it would appease the spirits the that spirits. live there or like cursed her life or something. Yeah. So she always had construction going. The Winchester, now you can you can visit it and there's like stairways that lead to nowhere. To ceilings. And, yeah, and doorways that up. open outside. And yeah. yeah. The only thing the movie does, spoiler alert, spoiler. also don't watch that. I'm sorry, don't <laughs> watch it. Um, they connect the dots and they say the ghosts haunting you are those who died by the hand of a Winchester gun. Oh, okay. It's kind of a cool... Yeah, it's a little anti-gun message. It's an anti-gun message, but then it just doesn't land the plane. Yeah. Talking about landing. <laughs> uh, you want a shaky landing or takeoff. Would off. you say that it's an allegory to me opening the show? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely right. uh, a very powerful allegory for uh, <laughs> going solo on a podcast. <laughs> so, the pod- so this movie's uh, 
co-hosts and partners shooting a TV show in Fiji, basically, mm-hmm. and the movie's just a little stumbly because of that. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. To put it you, simply, you don't think they'll spend that much time on Fiji, yeah. but they do. <laughs> they do every week, no matter every what. Every week, even though everybody already knows. Have you seen a movie lately that you were like, "God, get me out of here"? Oh man. I mean, my kids, I took my kid to see Rampage. Oh, that wasn't even fun bad? I guess it's kind of fun bad. I don't, I don't uh, know. It's a, it's a little you play like... The video, I know we played the video game. So it doesn't really pay homage to the video game that much at all. There's no... What the fuck is their problem? Yeah, there's not even n- enough of them. I thought like, well, when they start really destroying the city, mm. we'll get to see them kind of climbing up and punching the buildings and grabbing things out. Not even one? Maybe one, but Maybe not one. not enough. Not enough of that kind of visual. And definitely none of the people shrinking down into naked. That's what I was just about to ask. Yeah. You don't see a monster shrink back down? No, because they're just... Because they're true monsters. They're true this. animals that just uh, hit some kind of airborne... Wow. <laughs> it's, I mean, the movie's like... Do the mon- <sighs> There's There's a bunch of... The whole movie's like, look... We got to get the antidote for George so that he can return nice again. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're because people are worried about like the rocks. He's got an ape in it that's George uh-huh. that is affected by this. And part of the pathogen, uh, not only does it make you big and strong, it also makes you crazy. So you rampage. Uh-huh. And so there's they have like some kind of, I don't know, scientists that they team up with that developed the pathogen and she's saying there's an antidote for it. It won't return you to normal size, but it'll make you back to yourself again. <laughs> this is terrible. This is, sounds just like every reboot where it's just like they started with a cookie recipe, but then someone was like, what if it's cake? Yeah, totally. And then the person who gave them the cake recipe is like, I like brownies. Yes. Can we make it brownies too? Oh, like, for sure. Okay, fuck. Yeah. Let's make it yeah, brownie okay, cake brownies. cookies. Yeah. Oh, you're just fucking gummy worms in this motherfucker now? <laughs> All right, well, we're going to do that. And then you just don't, you don't yeah. know what, how to heat that shit up. I, I do remember when they were, like, I follow The Rock on social media. He's a great follow because he's a yeah. lunatic. He would show, like, <laughs> he would show like uh, a big boardroom full of, like, 30 people and be like, hell yeah, it's the, it's the Rampage crew. We're cooking up a nice movie for you guys. You got to check it out. And it's just like, ah, not a good sign that. Uh-huh. 87 people are involved in writing this thing. Nope, not good. <laughs> also not good that he needed to keep bumping along the message of like, Rampage is going to come out. Yeah. We got a crew of 109 million people writing this script. Hell right. yeah, it's 3.30 a.m. I'm on the stair stepper. He's got like a 2,000 square foot <laughs> gym that's like just him. You know, just his him in there alone oh, with like amazing. his bulldog Hobbs. He must have every resource. I, I mean, the guy's gotta be a hundred millionaire i don't know oh right? yeah big time yeah i think he produces shows and stuff uh yeah so but we were talking about horny okay. for horror yeah so reviewing movies good and bad yeah uh improvising entire movies we improvise movies that's really fun yeah. sometimes we do a bit we recently started doing a bit where we are the realtors of haunted properties that's really fun that's and great. stupid <laughs> it's also just so fun to talk about the actual logistics of how would you sell someone like the It House oh, yeah. from Dairy Maine. So it, it you're existing in that reality. Right. And so people know that something happened there. Or maybe they don't. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so you got to kind of- Kind of just calling it all out. It's yeah. Just, it's, it's, and it, it's just, it, as you know, it just comes from our love for improv and comedy <laughs> and just being like, what if this was real? I love it. Yeah. It's fun. uh, You know, it's got the well in the basement that's convenient. That's convenient. Leads to an ancient evil, but... Right. But I don't know. Yeah. Is that good water? Uh, No. I mean, is it... 
it's probably not a lot of heavy metals, you yeah. know. So from a body standpoint, you're gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Now psychologically, that's a whole different story. It's a fan, it's a beautiful property. <laughs> yeah. Would you fix up? Would you fix up? Like, if you got it for a steal, are you the kind of person who's like, yeah, I'm going to fix this shit up? Yeah, or would I be concerned of the spectral stain that was left behind? Yeah. I mean, I think I could get over that and fix it it up. I like like doing that if if you have the resources. Yeah. And I'm not a big paranormal person, but I kind of believe that thing of like, if you don't pay attention to it, they don't get in touch with you. Yeah. You can make it as bad as you want to make it, basically. That's what I think. Uh, So... Did you like the new It movie? I did. It's kind of an action movie, right? It was. I thought it was cool. I think it might open a chapter in like a new type of genre that I'm I'm calling blockbuster horror. Yeah, they got they're playing to the global audience. Yeah, I, I did. I did it. think that there's a lot of weird stuff in it. Stupid. And not not in, very scary, really. Outside yeah. of that first scene, none of it got you. I mean, some of it was Any cool, of the but jumps? it would. Some of it was scary and cool. Garage didn't get you? It was great, but then it literally just cuts to them like, look, guys, we got to figure this out. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I think he just crawled out of the screen a second ago. (laughs) And that never was dealt with. It was just like, like out of their screen. Yeah. And then literally it cuts to them like, look, we got to have another meeting. Yeah. All right, loser club. How are we going to sort this out? And I just like, I would love to see... Uh-huh. How that wrapped up? Did he sheepishly just walk out of the garage? There was a little too much of the book in there. Yeah, like where they're like, we need to have this, this like that slow build up between Act Three and Four, where it's just like nothing's happening. Let's just get to the weird basement thing quicker. Totally, or just show the kids running out of the garage. Yeah, you know, as opposed to them just being immediately collecting. Okay. Now yeah. I know from the book that it. Feeds on fear. No, feeds on kids, bodies, prefers yes. kids, and fear is basically like him or it salting yeah. its meat. Totally. So he likes to terrorize them before he ultimately makes them float and then eats them. Yeah, he can't, he, he could eat a kid that wasn't scared, but it would be like- Yeah, bland piece of chicken. Totally. He's I like, what am I worse. doing, meal prep? Come I on. I think it's like if someone offered us, <laughs> I think it's worse. I think it's like, to him, an unscared kid is like- uh, a 7-Eleven burger. <laughs> it's just like, Jesus Christ. I'm not going to fucking eat that shit. I'm not going to eat that shit. I'm not that hungry. Yeah, I want that other Michelin star, baby. I'm going to eat fucking <laughs> gas station food. Come on. Uh, but I don't think the movie clearly expresses that. Mm-hmm. So you just think like, oh, this is this is bad. The, the freaking clown guy's right there. They're yeah. dead. And then mm-hmm. nothing happens to them. So after... After 10 times of that, you're kind of like, I don't know if I should be scared anymore because right. it's, while it does suck and it is a nuisance in their life. Can it hurt you? Can it hurt you? But if you know like, oh yeah, it does. Uh-huh. And he's just kind of prepping them to eat them. Right. Like the old witch making Hansel eat in the, the yeah. candy house. Like that like that witch in the Looney Tune, that <laughs> hairpin witch. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Me too. Anyone who like hair or hairpins actually shoot out of their head when they run. Yeah, it is a, a, a wonderful it's visual. A delight. I had a teacher that had a bee fly out of his hair one time. Ew. He had real tight curly hair, like nice tight curly hair. Yeah. And, uh, and one time, a like bee. A, a bee flew out of his name was Mr. Gomez. Oh my god! Just like holy shit, you know, like in the classroom, and he even like had to have, like laugh about it. He had to take the day off. <laughs> I think you just—that's too much. You just yeah. like oh, I gotta quit. <laughs> I um one time in Greece, uh, we were like exploring a cave, 
<laughs> and my mom has like really like fabulous teased hairsprayed moose hair. Your mom is a character out of a movie. Absolutely. Yes. She's, I always say she's a drag queen trapped in a female's body. (laughs) And um, I saw a bat get stuck in her hair. (laughs) A fucking bat. A Greek bat? A Greek bat who was like, oh, oh, oh. No, but really he was like, uh, it it was only like, Two to four seconds. Yeah, it was flapping around and it just got caught up in that. <laughs> yes. And it, but it was surreal because also you hear those like, anytime you hear an animal's noises and you're like, I did not know they made that Whoa, noise. That's like, horrifying. They make like really like awful, like little high pitched, like squeal screech. Because they'll go real sonar for themselves to yes. kind of see, you know. Yes. But then when they're trying to like maybe you know, just be vocal and vocal of their discomfort, (laughs) they'll go louder. (laughs) Yeah, a fucking Greek bat got stuck in my mom's teased (laughs) hair puff. Did she realize what was happening? Oh, yeah. Was she freaked Uh, out? Oh, yeah. She was like, just like, just full manic (laughs) panic, just like, get out! Um, And it did get out, but I mean, she didn't recover for hours. (laughs) She was like, because we have to go home. Yeah. You have to wash your you have to wash your hair immediately. I don't know what could happen, but you have to wash your hair. Yeah. If a bat gets stuck in your hair, you have to wash it. Yeah, it's it. like you know, like bat jizz and piss. Right? And guano. Guano. Was that bat jizz? I think it's bat no, it's shit. Bad, it's bat poop, I know. What uh, but but bat jizz, um and I'm a scientist. Called? What would that be called? Jub jub. Um <laughs> I don't know. it's like great for coffee or something weird. <laughs> what what is bat guano? Is that something that uh is that coffee or something? Right? It sh- it, sh- it I don't know, it should be. I don't know. I can't I remember in Ace Ventura when nature that's calls. That's where maybe that's where I know it from. That's where you know it from for sure. When nature there's, calls, there's like a big like, ooh, it gives you strength. That's right. And then there's something to do with cat shit. Like cats eat coffee, certain kinds of like I don't know, some kind You're of jungle. you saying there's like a cat shit coffee? Yeah, there's like some kind of jungle cat that eats coffee beans or something. Mm-hmm. And then the shit is yeah. like brewed into coffee. But I may that I may just be, that I, I think I learned that in the movie The Bucket List. Sure. And like uh, Jack Nicholson wants to drink it and uh, Morgan Freeman's like, no, you want to drink cat shit? You know, it's like a big joke between them. It's a real thing though. I mean, we're not we're not far off from that. Yeah, I'll eat, if it's I grammable. Will, I know exactly. If I'll eat almost anything, I'm a real sucker for something that people say might be healthy for me. I'm totally. Well, yeah. We I guess we can get into that now. So we should, it, if you want. Yeah, no. It's it may, it's a nice it's a nice transition. Good work. You're a professional Thank broadcaster. You. Thank it's you a good so thing much. that you're here. <laughs> Thank you. Otherwise, I'd be like we'd still be talking about <laughs> Ace Ventura too. I'm. When nature calls. When um, nature calls. Remember the rhino scene? Of course. It's, it did, <laughs> does and still makes me laugh out loud. It's there's not still That great. movie doesn't work, but there's parts of it that are great. Yeah, it works. Uh, yeah, the, you're right. It works. <laughs> I'm just going to fully contradict you. You're right. It's perfect. The whole movie's perfect. Uh, I did like when he's driving and he's bucking all around and then it mm-hmm. pans back and he's on a perfectly flat road. Yeah. And it looks like he's driving super on a super bumpy road. Yes. That was a good uh, sight gag for the me. The only reason the sequel doesn't work for me, and we need to dig into this, <laughs> is because in the first one, oh, it's almost like it's almost like why Austin Powers 2 is so insane. By the end of the first Ace Ventura, he almost like finds peace and like kind of like becomes a person again. Yeah. And then the sequel just proves that 
he's gone. It's a total reset. He's mentally ill, and yeah. he'll never be better. Yeah. There's no arc. It's just like, right. oh, we were, we're going to serialize this character. You could see it yeah, in any yeah, yeah. form. Which I get. But I was legitimately bummed at the beginning of Austin Powers 2 when Liz Hurley is a fembot. Yeah. Because their romance was actually fucking cute. No, it was the emotional core of the movie. I know. Yeah, it's why he was he realized he wasn't a scumbag and kind exactly. of how he got his mojo back from, from not being misogynistic. Right. It was integral. Yeah. And she was lovely. She was was a big star making turn for her. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Health. (laughs) Yeah. So, health. Okay. So, when we spoke last, um, Uh we got into a bunch of stuff. You were a much talked about guest. Oh, that's so nice. Bellheads and Bell fans. Um, (laughs) I think, yeah. you actually, one of the things you said I bring up all the time mm-hmm. was you were talking about um, how to quell late night hunger or <laughs> yeah. like overdoing it on food. And people have like tweeted about it. And this might be something that Gilly brought up. Uh, Gilly brought up a thing that I said. Did she? Yes. That's how it all came up. But yes, this is the thing I do. Yes. How I quell late night crazies. You ta- you talked, you gave the tip on the show. Okay. Oh, good. And okay, then good. Gilly may have referenced it again. Okay, good. And good, people good, have good. talked about it. I say it on the show too. Yeah. Because I love it. So t- I'll let you tell it. This is a great Sure. Tip. So this is for people that have a hard time when they're going to bed, not mm-hmm. wanting to go to bed with a fil- full belly and like, mm-hmm. you know, make some bad food choices kind of in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just think about the craziest shit. You think about the craziest thing you could possibly eat. A lot of times it involves a food hybrid. Okay. Like buffalo chicken tender inside a slice of cheese pizza. Right. Or like what if waffles were also a croissant? Yes. Like you just think of anything crazy. Or you're just like, ooh, a fucking giant pile of pancakes. Um, And you're like, ooh, I'm going to eat that when I wake up. When I wake up, I'm going to allow myself to go get this crazy thing. Right. And – I'm telling you nine times out of 10, I'll say nine times out of 10, you wake up and you're like, oh, I don't want to eat that anymore. Yes. yes. You just don't. Right. Because like, I don't know. I don't know how uh, you would know more about the science of your blood sugar, but like, you know, this everything stabilizes and your body's like, oh, we just need real food right now. Yeah, I you know, I think it's I think it's even more, and this is why it's such a good tip, it's even speaks more to the psychology of it. I think you're just... You're not as tired. I think when you're tired, it, mm-hmm. it, it you make bad food choices. Right. And so you get worn down and then, you know, it becomes like this habit to where you eat a bunch of carbs or starches that you've maybe been able to avoid all day. Mm-hmm. And then it's like midnight or whatever. And you're like, I just want to eat a huge bowl of Cheez-Its or something weird. Yeah. That's not even really worth it. You don't even totally. enjoy it. It's just kind of impulsive or compulsive eating. And totally. then you saying like, you know what? I'm going to forego the Cheez-Its, mm-hmm. and I'm going to allow myself a lumberjack breakfast mm-hmm. at sunup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as I hear that, you know, the rooster in the morning, I'm going to fucking go, and I'm going to order whatever I want. Bacon, yeah. pancakes, whatever it is. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking get two Postmates orders. Yeah, two, po- I'm going to get lit, you know, fucking <laughs> Postmates, whatever, you know, like, yeah, mac and cheese in a sandwich, I'm whatever it is. get a burrito and then also pasta and slam the pasta in the burrito. Right, yeah, I'm going to, you know, p- yeah, put a cookie in a fucking ice cream sandwich Ooh, or something, I don't know. Fuck Cra- yeah. Crazy shit. I'm going to, I'm going to lose my mind. Right, and nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. in the cold, sober reality of morning time, yeah. you won't do it. You just end up making a sensible choice. You and I th- legitimately don't want it. You don't want it. And I've I've put this to practice and it does work. And I think you even have to, every once in a while, pay it off 
and go out yes. to a brunch or a breakfast. Yes. So that it does work when you're making the deal with yourself at night. Like yes. your your subconscious right. knows there's a chance. There's yeah. a chance that there's you, they could make good on it. Yeah. <laughs> it was it did happen four months ago, but it did happen. We did end up going to, you know, wait for Taco Bell to open or yeah. whatever whatever it is. And the flip side of this is I have had that where I'm like, I want ooh, this one place nearby makes the best big old pile of pancakes. Let's go get it. You go get it in the morning. You enjoy some of it. You don't even you don't even have to eat the whole thing, but like literally just enjoying some of just, it. Yeah. And knowing that you can even control yourself in the presence of this crazy thing. Yeah. Is such a good feeling. Yeah, that's like in the movie when like the alcoholic goes to a bar and like orders a drink, mm-hmm. but then they leave and don't drink yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll do that too with sweets sometimes. Like sometimes I'm just tempted by a tiny sweet. Oh. Like let's say I'll take even like- What are you talking about? Like one nerd or bigger, <laughs> bigger than that? Like a fun size Milky Way. Okay, yeah. And I take a bite of it and I'm like, this isn't good. Yeah. And instead of just like pounding the rest of it, I'm just like, I'm, I can throw this away because this wasn't even too sweet. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You ever had any um, uh, chocolate from Europe? Hell yeah. It's, I think it's better. Even like, yeah, it is better. It's less sweet, right? Is there more usually, milk fat in there too or something? Usually a milk fat thing. Yeah. Um, yeah I usu- think it's like our palates are all fucked up here in the States. So they uh-huh. add too much sugar into things. Mm-hmm. Because I'm talking about not just like some. English candy, like mm-hmm. Twizzle, I don't know, what's <laughs> Twizzle something? Twizzletins. Twizzletins. By Kidbury. Yeah, uh, but an actual, like, uh, whatever it is, like you mm. name it, like a Kit Kat from mm-hmm. Ireland yeah. or something. They're less sweet. Well, they have- Or even like the Kit Kats that people get from, uh, I feel like from from one of the Asian countries. Sure, yeah, like, like, like Japan is famous yeah, for having- Yeah, they have like a bunch of different flavors. Yeah. And they're all interesting and less sweet. Well, a true in a, fact- In a good way. A true fact is that Europe, I know Europe and probably in all the other countries, they have harsher standards for artificial food additives than we do. Uh. Hello. Um, and that's why like in like countries like Europe, like countries, in like places like Greece, any country in Europe, they don't have crazy cereals and stuff. Like they have oh. chocolatey cereals and stuff like that, but they don't have cereals with crazy neon food color additives. Right. Because the laws are harsher of what you can actually put in food. Yeah. So it's like the little bird's like reasonably excited for a sensible puff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or if it if it is like their chocolate flakes, it's like yeah, these are f- these are f- corn flakes, and then we like actually put chocolate on real them. chocolate, yeah, not some fucking something cooked exactly. in a lab. Thanks a lot, you know, fucking the Fuck bisco. You. That's why they anytime you see fucking the special K or something, it's always like chocolatey clusters. <laughs> they legally have to say chocolate e. Yeah, they can't say they can't say chocolate. <laughs> oh, it's insane. Yeah, that's dude. Yeah, this is the country we live in. Is Thanks a lot, Trump. Thanks, you fucking. Okay, I'm I'm saying the F word a lot. It's good, man. It's gonna yeah, it's gonna make the show edgy, you know. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because this is we were we were walking we were coming we were getting coming off a little too Mickey Mouse, and so bringing you on is bringing some edge to it. Thanks, I get that. Much needed edge. I get that everywhere I go. Kind of the edge guy. It's good. So okay, so so getting into your past a little bit, you Mm -hmm. don't have to go all the way in. You should definitely if you haven't listened to Mono's episode, you should. It's a great episode, the the previous one, but you do talk about. Being uh being a fat kid. Yeah. Um, I have to work on that now because I've had people write us and say, you know, because you wanna it's it's hard to say fat. And people mm-hmm. that are 
ident- do that do identify as fat say that they prefer that to overweight because uh-huh. overweight implies that there has to be some ideal weight that right. somebody would have to hit. Right. And so they say, I'm I am fat. I'm fat. Yeah. And they're trying to, you know, take back the word. Because mm-hmm. I, I have a hard time saying it because it's usually pejorative, you know. Sure. Yeah. Traditionally, that's right. what you think of. So you could I guess you could say heavier heavier, large, lar- yeah. Big. But as a bigger kid, as a sure. as a fat kid. Yeah. And I mean, you would say obese, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. By every doctor standard. And so give us some of the specs on that. You mean like um, the life or the numbers or what? You just give us like just a brief, you don't have to go quite as in depth as the other one, but just so that for the. Yeah, long story short, I was just like a big, I was big and inactive, loved food. Are you in your first generation? Yes. Yeah. So your mom. By off the boat. Off the boat. Yes. My mom, they just, and they grew up in a culture where just like food um, is affection, like where, yeah, food is comfort, food is care. So I just grew up in a household where I wasn't even familiar with meals. I think I talked about this last time where like I was shocked when I went to kindergarten and I remember there was such structured meal times. Right. I was like, where's the food? Because <laughs> I grew up in a household where there was like bread baskets. Yeah. I could eat whenever I wanted. I was encouraged to eat yeah. whenever I wanted because, I don't know, in this, in that kind of ethnic American household, it's like sustenance is nutrition and like they come from less than. Yeah. So they were living in a time where it's like, oh my God, we can provide our kids with all the food they want, how lucky are we? Right. Why wouldn't I give them everything? Yes. Yeah. So, but I took it to an extreme and I was super inactive, super big. And I just didn't, I didn't have a passion for being physically active, whether that's nature or nurture, I'm not sure. But like, I didn't have a passion for it. I was already a little gay kid. So I wasn't like, even though it's a stereotype that's unfair, I was pretty bad at sports. Mm -hmm. Or I just didn't like care about them. Right. Um... So my, and my father was very sweet. He was trying to not give me an eating disorder, um, but he would like sign me up for a lot of sports. Oh no. Which I would flounder in. But then I think I would just go home and eat too much and just the cycle continued. Right. Didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. But luckily, and then like, and then I, I think at some point in like middle and high school, I just, I had a moment where I realized how destructive the cycle was. Yeah. I actually remember one time um, when like you could drive to get your own lunch and I had my own car. And I remember I like drove to Burger King and when they like had some crazy promotion of like, you can get two burgers for a dollar. <laughs> and I got two burgers for a dollar. <laughs> and I was pounding burgers in my 1989 Camry in the lot, <laughs> like in the parking lot and where whereas other people were like, you know, socializing or actually going to lunch with people. I went to go get my Burger King lunch alone. I remember a Jaw Rule and a Shanti song was playing. What's my motherfucking name? <laughs> are you? Oh, no, it's j I think it, are you Ellie? It was either I'm Real, that's J-Lo. I'm Real, the way or, you move, the way Or it was the Ashanti Big Pun song Ashanti. from Juwan, the man. I think I know what you mean. Yeah. That was a good song. Anyway. Is that like a Scott... Torch beat or something or whatever. Oh, I wouldn't know. Right. I don't know any. <laughs> I think names. that's the wrong name. But it was like just, I, and I was, and I just, it like hit me like a time. I was like, "What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> what is a, this the plan? Yeah. I hit a low. I was like, "Is this the plan, Mono? <laughs> Pounding dollar burgers." <laughs> 
in your hot Toyota Camry, yeah, listening to hip hop. Like I was just like, I don't know. I was like, this hat, something has to change. <laughs> it's funny that I just remember that moment so vividly. Oh, it's great. It's um, important to have those, man. Yeah. I mean, that's that. Like, I think when people do mindful practice, mm. you know, in meditation or whatever it is, or you mm. know, you just mentioned a mantra earlier. It's to try to get yourself present because otherwise, those moments pass you by. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think there's all there's all kinds of different versions of being. In a 1989 Camry with no AC, eating dollar burgers, and you don't even fucking notice. You're just yeah. like bopping your head to some you know shitty song that you won't be able to remember yeah. on a podcast. You know, ten years later. And, yeah, yeah, totally. So, so um, uh, oh, was I gonna say yes? I uh, such a big thing. Uh, this is such a Facebook video thing, but I saw some Facebook video now where like uh, some study was talking about how like mindfulness or curiosity about a negative behavior was correlated positively to changing that behavior. Yeah. So when you want a cigarette, just taking a moment and like being super thoughtful about it. But like, let why do I want that cigarette? How will it make me feel? What is it that makes me want to go have a cigarette when I want a cigarette? Just being super yeah. like almost fascinated by the behavior before you do it yeah. was correlated to being able to better control it. Wow. It, it makes sense. It seems... Yeah. It seems... I'm sure there's people rolling their eyes at it. You got to mm-hmm. be in the right mind space to hear something like that yeah. to, for it to penetrate. But it does make sense to me. I mean, right? I mean, yeah. when you really like examine shit, you're like, do I want these frosted circus animals? Yeah. You know, those pink and white ones with like the little <laughs> oh, like I'm 100% with you. Mother's <laughs> yeah. circus animal cookies. Yeah, they're good. But you can like really like convince yourself that you want them. And then if you really examine it, you're like, ah, yeah, probably not. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I also, and I don't know if I said last time, but like I do try to practice the mindfulness of like eating more of something won't make it taste better. Oh, wow. Yeah. You ever had that? Yeah. Where you're like, I could taste this. And like, even if I just taste it, like I tasted it. Having more of it won't make it taste better. Yeah, yeah. When, when you can help it. That's great for me uh, because I, I talk about, I tend to be a compulsive eater where I mm-hmm. eat beyond being full, mm-hmm. you know? Like I'm just trying to, I don't know, scratch some itch or fill something up, you know? Yeah. Where it's just like, it's gone beyond me having to taste for something, eating that taste until I'm full. Right. It's just like, I just keep going. Totally. Yeah, and so I think just recognizing like, hey, it's not... It's, that's what it is, man. Those I are totally had that. Yeah, those potato chips. They are, you know, they're the same no matter how many bowls you have. Totally. You know? yeah. Sunday night is a big trigger for me because ah. for some reason it's like I know tomorrow's like the start of the week. So should I fuck up right now? Oh, there you go. I'm like that's a weird trigger for me. Plus, I... you got Fox Animation Domination oh, happening. Boy. So... <laughs> uh, I. Oh man. As long as Seth MacFarlane's behind you, I'm laughing. <laughs> Um, yeah, they have that. You got an American dad shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> I love that fish character. It's like, guys, can we talk about how fun the fish is? It's like he's German or something, right? Um, yeah. And I also found that when I'm home and anxious, even to this day when I'm home, visiting home, like in North oh, Carolina. Oh, mom and dad. Yeah. That is a, that's an overeating trigger for me. Yeah. I yeah, get really anxious when I'm home and I feel out of control of my regular routine. Puts you right on back onto those bad cycles, mm-hmm. you know, like you used to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's an interesting thing. So Sunday, Sunday, it's like your last day because then you're freaking, oh, okay, I can just start fresh Monday. Right. It's so, almost like if I don't fulfill the F up, 
then edgy still. Um, if I don't fulfill the F up, then he gave like, us the F word before, and now he took it away. This guy's <laughs> fucking cagey, man. <laughs> Dumbbells is back. <laughs> Uh, you never know what you're gonna get with me. It feels like, it like, and this is such a weird behavior. It's like I have to mess up so that I can recommit. Yeah, is like a weird narrative I tell myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like if I don't mess up, then I won't feel the need to get good, get good again, or something. Yeah, I mean, I think you can get addicted to those feelings too of just mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm, start, I'm going for, I'm starting fresh. Here we mm-hmm, go. You know, mm-hmm. that only happens one time, you know? Mm-hmm. So you can kind of be chasing that feeling too. Mm-hmm. Like of that, like, Hey, it's time to fucking clean the cupboards and rock and roll. We got big Monday coming up. Time yeah. To get lean. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I want to talk to you about, um, w- where you made a big body transformation Yeah, and then we can fast forward to today and kind of what's going on today, Yeah, but we're going to take a quick commercial break, okay. pay the bills and we're going to come right back. What's up, Bell Babies? We love you guys. We want you to take care of yourself. So that's why I'm going to talk to you about Care Of. This is an amazing company that that sells vitamins. And so people ask us all the time what kind of vitamins they should take, um, what do we recommend, what are our personal favorites. And this is this great time we live in where the internet has solved this dilemma for us because it's impossible for us to get to each and every one of you guys. So you can go to this company, Care Of, and you can fill, an on, fill out an online quiz and they basically ask you real simple questions about your gender, your health goals, your activities, what you're doing and kind of what you want. And then they recommend uh, the vitamins that you should take. So that's a win. And it's super easy. It's not a hard quiz. You shouldn't give you any anxiety because it's fun and it's easy and it's all specific to you. And not only do they recommend them, but they actually provide the vitamins for you. So you can get a subscription and they, sell, they, they, they deliver them right to your house. And so it's a home run. So you're not having to, uh, you know, take this piece of paper to this drugstore and buy a bunch of bottles of stuff that you're not sure if it's right or if it's the best kind or whatever, because this company care of literally delivers them right to you. And I've been like a vitamin guy my whole life. And so I have like these canisters of vitamins spilling out of my cupboards. I'm slipping on it. My mother-in-law was in town. She slipped on one and rolled backwards. Care of sends them to you in individual packages. So you know what you have to take for that day. You can grab a package. You take it to the gym and you tear it out of the package and it's, you're good to go. You don't have to have like all these bottles rolling around your car. Sometimes I'll even forget like if I took the vitamin and then so I'm like, oh man, did I, t- did I even take it? And so like I've, you know, I end up taking it like 40 times cause I keep forgetting. Whereas if you had the individual package, you would know right away. So you get like a, you know, cutting edge vitamins, you get all the best ingredients, all the best stuff. It's all one stop shop. They tell you how to take it, when to take it. And if you want to take advantage of this deal um, that we're offering you guys, which is pretty incredible, it's 25% off your first month of your personalized care of vitamins. 25% off. You go to visit TakeCareOf.com and enter the promo code DUMBBELLS. That's TakeCareOf.com and enter the promo code DUMBBELLS and start taking care of yourselves because we love you. Now back to the show. And we're back with Mono. I don't need to reset because people downloaded this Mm -hmm. or they can just see your name on there. Mm -hmm. I don't need to reset like it's a... Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So so we teased it before the break. You uh, completely changed your body. Yes. Uh, So I can talk more about that. Yes. 
So I, I was, I went at my worst, I was like 320 biggest worst is a harsh word, I guess, but I was big and I was being, I was definitely being self-destructive with food. Okay. And so I was like, I'm going to lose weight. I'm in a, and luckily my brother was a big weightlifter and I started weightlifting and with my body type, I'm pretty, pretty classically, uh, what is it? Endomorph? Uh, uh the, in the bulkier, middle? no. Mesomorph? Maybe, uh, meso, mesomorph's in the middle. Mesomorphs I, in the middle? I think endomorph. Ect- ectomorph. Ecto is the smallest. Ecto is like really thin and lean yes, and lanky. lean and lanky. I'm, I'm a textbook endomorph. I'm like stocky and put can so, put on muscle. put on muscle easily. Yes. So I started lifting weights and I saw such quick results. And as you know, when you start losing weight at first, when you're overweight, your body really can uh, shed some pounds quickly. It happens fast. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's huge amounts of weight. Yeah. Probably people, you see it on The Biggest Loser a lot. Totally. Like somebody totally. dropped like, like 40 oh pounds God. in yeah. two and a half weeks or something. Totally. So I was losing weight and it was great. And like that was the beginning of it. And then I was like, and then after that, it was addictive in, 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 a, in a new fun way where I was like, I can lift more weights. I can... Um, I can eat a little bit better. So beyond the aesthetics, you felt your body getting strong. Yeah. And you felt that the health benefit from it. So that can, that starts to feel good. Oh, yeah. You it don't was... even realize you're feeling bad before. and then That's you're... true. Yeah. You didn't realize how good good could feel. Yeah. That was really awesome. Um, and yeah, and then I was just, yeah, actually getting curious about food, learning about food, um, losing weight. And then also at co- college age, I was, so overall I'd lost like, at losing my most, I've lost probably like, now I'm like 180. So I guess everything wow. said and done. You do the math. 140, let's say that. Um, or mono. That's <laughs> hey, let me tell you, like, it's cool if you do, like, if you have a huge accomplishment like that. You say what it, what the weights were and where you are now, and then very confidently you say, so you do the math. <laughs> and I think that's a cool move. <laughs> you can use that. Try it. You okay, know? I'm going to yeah. do that. Yeah. You find it big, you get people on your side? I Or or not, but they respect you. Yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? It gets you respect. Because they know yeah. that you're too busy. <laughs> They're, you're just too busy. So I, I, like lost... a, yeah, so I have a client that's like a real wealthy guy, mm-hmm. and- uh, and like he'll just he'll do like just that weird shit where like uh, <laughs> I saw him like I ran into him and uh, uh, he had just gotten like a brand new Ferrari and uh, and so I said like oh man the car's amazing are you you know are you happy with it and he was just like you tell me and then just like <laughs> drove away <laughs> it's such a power move to give someone homework yeah <laughs> it's basically giving someone homework and you're like oh yeah. no i have to go work on that now. yeah the homework is you have to brag for me i'm yeah, not even yeah, gonna yeah. fucking show off to you it's like you gotta do the work on me showing off I'm like, <laughs> yeah oh, yes sir <laughs> yeah. it is the most amazing car uh so anyway you dropped dropped a huge amount felt of weight good completely changed your lifestyle totally yeah totally it felt good i think one thing i took a little bit for granted was how quick my metabolism was in those college-aged years ah because even though i was like i was like lifting heavy and that of course just k- kills calories in such a fun way i my diet was still like pretty messy okay the way that a college kid's diet can get very messy yeah um but i felt good um Loved it. And then I lost so much weight that, like, I I decided to get skin removal surgery. Right. We talked about that last time. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that was a mixed bag for you. Some it, positive totally. and some negative. Totally. Yeah. Now everything's said and done. I'm, it feels good, but it was it just was not an overnight thing. Like, because, yeah. like, 
my foolish younger brain and you know when you're young you're just like yep do it cut me open i don't care yeah um and of course the surgeon's like yeah i'll cut you open um <laughs> i'll cut you open and require n- almost no uh uh ther- therapy or yeah. evaluation as he slides in like his pool brochure like into his binder oh absolutely <laughs> he was like cool chill vacation in rome is just like oh let me, all that oh yeah all the stuff i want to spend money on is spilling out but yeah let's do the surgery immediately. yeah let's do let's do it yeah. um and that was good but i what i didn't realize was yeah it was it was a it was a challenging surgery there was a lot of downtime probably like a month of downtime after or just like a month of you can't work out. You yeah. can like walk places at best. Right. Um, and I didn't realize, I also didn't realize obviously that that was just opening a, another can of worms with my relationship with what I want my body to be, what I expect it to be. And body image stuff. Yeah. Body image stuff. And then inevitably, but inevitably it did help me like, or at least force me to face my dysmorphia in a more honest way of like, Oh, okay. This is a thing people in my position often get yeah and we have to we have to deal with it what what would you say is the the biggest lesson you learned in that i think something i liked that you said last time was it, you have to do the work on yourself first you mm-hmm. ultimately get the surgery if you want mm-hmm. but it's not not in the place of doing the actual work because it's like the wherever you go, there you are thing. Mm-hmm. So if you're dysmorphic going into that surgery, you're going to be dysmorphic after. Totally. Right? Totally. So doing the work, but what, as far as body image, I mean, what, what have you learned since you've been there? God, I feel like I've learned so many things. I've learned that every single body in the whole world is different. Yeah. So get over it. So the most cynical part of me is just like, get over it. Like, we are all bags of meat and water. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. I oftentimes think about ants. It's my lunch I brought today. <laughs> Loose mm. meat and water. Ooh, ooh, is your meat in the water? Yeah, it's a, it's a mistake. Oh, you think that's good? All right, well, yeah. then I'm glad I did it. Yeah, no, that's yum. Oh, yeah. turkey meat? Processed turkey meat <laughs> in, a, in a water? Oh, um a bag okay so it's convenient I often try to just think about like how we're just creatures and like I I tend to think about like what if you saw like some ants bickering about the size of their little bulbs (laughs) like an ant being like oh my middle bulb is a mess yeah and then an, another ant being like, "Well, I, I yeah, kill I just for that got, middle bulb. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just really lucky. My mom had a great middle bulb. Oh yeah, she's fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm just lucky. Yeah, and just be like, how absurd it all is. It is. And if you're pursuing fitness, if you're doing what's good for you, you have to accept that your body's gonna do its own little thing. Um, you just have to be your best to your body, make good choices for you, and let the cards." fall where they may is that the, what the phrase is it is yeah um yeah and that but that does that comes with just time and liking yourself dare i say loving yourself it just comes with time yeah and acceptance and also realizing that there are just bigger issues than body image i that's a bit cynical but like there are bigger issues there are bigger fish to fry than you obsessing over how you think you look in a mirror yeah. That's one thing that's helped me with it. It's a bit cynical. Um, if you want to be less cynical, um, yeah, realizing how just loving what you are is so much more beneficial than doubting what you are. Yeah. It's just so, yeah, it's just so much more beneficial to love what you got. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's a good time. There's help available. Mm-hmm. I mean, they know what this stuff is now. They used to not even know 
what this stuff. So people would kind of quietly suffer. Totally. So I think even if you don't have money to get some kind of treatment or get into regular therapy, you could go. There's a lot of support groups online where mm-hmm. you could go, and it's. I, I think it's comforting to find people. I think that was why your episode resonated, um, and why you're able to resonate with people is because they're a lot of the stuff you've gone through. People are, are going through, totally. so it's just nice to see like, oh, here's somebody that that experienced it, still deals with it, but has come out or has gotten it manageable or mm-hmm. has you know sk- skills or tools in place to kind of handle it when those thoughts come up. Yeah, because it can really be crippling. You know, people will you know we've had people write in who don't want to go places or. You know, and it's not all the time, but like they get into like a, a negative rut and they'll skip parties or important parts of their lives because they don't feel like they look the way they want to look. Right. And at the end of the day, it's just them losing. They lose that opportunity and the, the people that are around them that love them lose the time with them. Yeah. I've been yeah. so lucky too to have a boyfriend. My current boyfriend is the only person who, the only person who has said to my face, yeah, you have body dysmorphia. I understand that. I hope you understand that what you're saying is not what I'm seeing. Basically just confronting the reality of it mm. in a way that that demystifies it. Yeah. And doesn't make it scary or like hidden or something I can't talk about. Just like, oh, we're talking about it. And it feels so good to like be with someone emotionally intelligent who's like, yeah, that all of this checks out. Oh, wow. That's an interesting insight too. Because yeah. Because you can, you can have it and understand that the thoughts you're feeling are irrational while still right. having them. Right. That's weird. Oh my but god. It's true. I mean, it's like you kind of know like I I like I I fucking know. I know it doesn't matter. I know it's dumb, yeah. but right now it's just really bugging me. And it's nice to have somebody that you yeah. can talk about that with or and, at least fucking call it out. And I've had some positive moments with my body dysmorphia. Recently at the gym, <laughs> actually more actually more than I would even that is normal to admit. At least 5 or 7 times in the past, let's say 6 months, I'll see Someone in, and I'm uh, obviously because I'm gay. I see someone what I who I think is in a mirror, and I'm like, "Ooh, that guy's hot." And then it's me. <laughs> That's great. Isn't that crazy? Good for you. And man. I'm like, oh my god, I didn't recognize that as me. Yeah, because my that's that's how my dysmorphia is manif- yeah, how it manifests. Yeah, you don't see yourself as like a 180 pound fit guy. Right. Yeah. Or like or somebody you'd be attracted to. Exactly. Like um, an ideal body type. Right. And, and that's, that's the, happened to you. And yeah. it's like you've been so blinded by whatever, you know. Right. Or psychology. I'm so stuck in the narrative stuck, of like yes. once I look at myself, reminding myself of what flaws I think I have. Yeah. That whole narrative. But before I even had time to recognize me as myself, I wanted to fuck me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is like the moments like that are like, okay, I, I, need to, I need to get in touch with that part of myself again. Yeah. Um. Don't explore the wanting to have sex with yourself part, but the other stuff is positive. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Have sex with yourself. I don't think it's sure. bad. Yeah. You know what? What the hell? In a pinch. You know In what a mean? pinch. You're there. Um, another thing I'll say that's positive, so I, so I also work out at Equinox, and as you do from time to time. I'm an Equinox regular. I Equinox go to Century Reg. City because they have a sauna. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. No, it's more than the Hollywood one? This Hollywood is only steam room. Oh, Scent sauna. City has sauna. And I've what talked is, to, how is a sauna different? Well, I've talked about it before, but I'll I'll indulge yeah. if you'll indulge me. Please. Um, so there've been a bunch of interesting health studies, one in particular that I reference a lot is this one out in Finland, in Finland to where they um, they studied a group of people that did regular sauna use 
uh, three to four times a week, and then another group that did it more. And they found uh, a lot of really impressive health benefits, uh-huh. um, including in, in very high percentages, 60 plus percent on most of these, reduction cause in all mortality, 60% reduction in stroke, 60% reduction in uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. Awesome. And it, ha- it has to be hot enough. So the and steam saunas room, are hotter, hotter. They are. Steam room doesn't get quite warm enough, but hot sauna will get like 180, 190. Wow. So for this, for to get this health benefit, at least in the study that they did, uh-huh. you got to go 175 plus, oh, 20 wow. minutes plus, roughly. Um, I've seen a couple different configurations, but it's kind of around those numbers. Yeah. And three to four times a week, four to seven times a week to get the most robust, robust. Help wow. benefits. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So I've been doing that and um, you know, it's like I, I it feels good doing it. I always feel great. I you know, I think you have to play the long game on it to really start to experience the the longevity benefits. You yeah. Know, you have to put it in over time. But uh, that's why I started doing sauna more. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I've definitely felt like benefits from the steam room. Yeah. In terms of I'm like sure there's some reducing soreness. Yeah, okay. If nothing else, which I which has been such a boon, I feel to me, staying consistent. Yeah, so you can keep up to keep the consistency. Because I never going. went to a gym with a steam room before this. Yeah. And so you're just I would just be sore or just right. achy and then just deal with it and right. then hate it. Yeah. But what I was gonna say about Equinox, which I think is a cool thing to note, at very first I felt like going to Equinox and seeing um some of the best bodies in the world. Yeah. Was very triggering for my body dysmorphia. Truly. Truly triggering of like, oh God, look at what his body is doing. That is crazy. Right. But then conversely, it was like my immersion therapy. Oh. So I feel like now it's like I've I've been forced to deal with it in such a way that's actually cool where I'm like, cool, dude. We yeah. all have different bodies. Those are the bones he was born with. These are the bones I was born with. And that's just the reality. Like, uh, uh, so it's actually been a cool moment for me to just accept that in a way that's um, just every day. Yeah. Instead of getting hung up on it, be like, yeah, dude, this is, you got a body. And that's that's just the reality that you should face and, and love. Yeah. Yeah. So immersion therapy, really interesting stuff. Yeah. So that's controlled exposure. So how uh, okay so say somebody that's is obsessive compulsive mm-hmm. truly obsessive compulsive everybody says it they're mm-hmm. not ocd you know it manifests itself in all kinds of different ways racing thoughts and one of the most crippling parts of it is the uh is the rituals that people will force themselves to do right. where they can't even leave their house it takes them like 4 hours to leave because there's so much stuff they have to go through just to get out the door yeah. it's not just checking your keys 5 times yeah. it's literally you're stuck in your fucking house because you yeah. can't so what they found instead of uh protecting or shielding people from these rituals, they'll force them by way of immersion therapy to um, experience whatever triggers them and then not indulge in the ritual. So they have to, you have to like, so for you, you were saying like talking about seeing these bodies, you know, it's like, oh, just, I'm not going to look at magazines. I'm not going to go to the gym and see the ideal physique or whatever. Right. So it's like you force, you're just fucking there. You're working out, they're working out. Yeah. And then now it's just like, yeah. Your baseline has changed. You know, totally. It's not some weird mystical thing that's constantly fucking with you. Totally. So that's, yeah, I mean, that's, I think you can get kind of stuck and not, you know, mm-hmm. and, and not face any of that stuff. So immersion therapy, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's been, we- and, that, and it was a surprise. I definitely yeah. didn't go into it being like, ooh, this is my immersion yeah, therapy. looking at a bunch of six packs is going <laughs> to Yeah, right. Help. At first, I, I w- it was a bummer at very first, but like. But then I just kind of, you know, just get over it of like, does that really affect your happiness? No. 
yeah. does them, you know what I mean? And it's like, and at the end of the day, we're all dealing with um, various pros and cons of body types. A- anyone can find, if you are looking for a con in your body, of course you can find one. Yeah. But why not just focus on the pros, yeah. you know? Yeah, totally. I, I'm i always like, my dick's too big. You yeah, know? Like, oh my God. beat myself up about it. I'm just like, I'm be even... nice to yourself, Ryan. I know. I, I oftentimes I'm like, up. God, my face is so good. <laughs> So you're your, very you're hard good. on yourself. Right? I'm, I'm hard like, on myself. Why? Just, I, I make. I, I what get, a heavy burden for you to bear. I Mara. know <laughs> it's a it's a shame. Um, uh, I was um, I I was thinking about. I, I don't know if people have ever. I, I think this is a common thing, but you'll watch a movie or you'll listen to some music or something, and mm-hmm. it just it's something that pulls you into maybe somebody um, and makes you connect to them. Mm-hmm. In a way, whoever's putting the art out, you know, whoever uh-huh. the actor or the singer or whatever it is. So you pay close attention to them and then they, they become sexy to you. Yeah. And they may not be like your ideal, what you would think is like your ideal mate or like your attraction. Yeah. But they're sexy and then they, it's all shapes and sizes and forms. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that. It's just like, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're going beyond just what even you even think your open-minded aesthetic ideal is. It's like, oh, that's they're you know, these people are so fucking sexy, and right? This, you know, and that that can be you to somebody else. Toad, oh my god, yes. No you know? matter what you are, someone wants that to f you. <laughs> truly, is, yeah. is what I found out. Yeah. through age and experience, it's like, oh yeah, someone wants is already into your thing, whatever you are, and, whether you're fat, thin, muscular, or whatever. Right, and especially if you're not hung up on being something that you're not. Uh huh. I think, you know, it's like that, you know, the confidence, like we're so attracted to confidence or, mm-hmm. you know, confidence may even be too much. It's even just people just that have a, like a really strong sense of self. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you can like look at like Meryl Streep and she's gorgeous and she doesn't get work done in her face. Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem too obsessed with like maintaining like a- Totally. Know, but she's, you know, you watch her and things and she's got this regal presence. You yeah. know, she has this amazing sense of self, you know. That is or something like Susan I would, Sarandon or something. To you know? that tune, I think something I would really share is, and it's something I, I think the thing I still struggle the most with and is Instagram. Oh, yeah, So dude. I would say if you are on Instagram, which we are, I'm on be it right now. mindful. <laughs> Keep it, go ahead. Don't, don't mind. Oh, me, wow. Yeah. I'm looking at the suggestions. Oh. Chocolate recipe. Yeah. Oh, they're making it a brownie. Nope, it's a cake. Yeah. Um, what I'll say, <laughs> what I will say, honestly, is be mindful of how you are feeling when you are looking at images of hot people. Yeah. Because that can get self-destructive real easy. Yeah. And I still struggle with it because I look at these stunning people and I'm like. Oh my God, I need to eat less, or oh my God, I need to work out more, or whatever. I think if you're going to partake in it, you just, you can either do it and be super mindful about any of those self destructive messages you're sending your way, or you can take, if you're feeling those things, you might need to be like, oop, I'm, oh, I'm in the matrix. I need to get out of the matrix. Like, this is bad yeah. for me. Yeah. Because obsessing over that stuff is not going to make you feel better or make you healthier. No, or or especially in a negative way mm-hmm. towards like, oh, this is all the stuff I'm not and I shouldn't have had that today. Right. As opposed to like, fucking, I worked out today. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, you're 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 so focused on the negative that you forget to acknowledge and celebrate the positive, mm-hmm. and then you start doing the positive less because of that. Right, it's like, right. It's like a garden you forget to water. Totally. You know, you're spending so much time watering all the negative shit. Looking at some ripped weirdo on fucking Instagram <laughs> that took that photo when they were in shape for one week. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yes. It's yes. Heavily filtered. Yes. And, and airbrushed. By the yeah. same team that did Thanos and fucking Avengers. Ah, oh, thick. Yeah. Yeah. They did the details on Thanos's chin. They did the abs on that fucking Instagram post he's you fucking, follow. But he's actually on some weird only keto butter diet. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, did you see Avengers? I haven't yet. Did you watch it and tell me if you think that Thanos looks like, uh, his body looks like uh, Baymax from Big Hero 6. <laughs> <laughs> like that, like, like almost turtle shell muscle stomach? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's got like a special Thanos upgrade or something that- hero put him in or with a like kid. if he fall if he rolls on his back he's not getting back up <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah. i can't take a wait. look at that that should be the only thing that should you should pay attention but yeah to. how do you yeah i mean like how does what do you think how do you feel about the pros and cons of documenting your health in a very uh, pick in a very like uh, picture visual driven way because uh, there's pros and cons yeah there totally is you know can create some accountability it can connect you to a community that could be very positive mm-hmm. um, but the you know the negative is you can start running a race that you didn't even want to run in and you don't even realize mm-hmm. you're in it mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're like wait a minute how did I get this fucking number on my chest right why is this person <laughs> handing me Gatorade <laughs> and what's on the line you know wait a second. and am I going to get the fucking uh, the little like silver blanket at the end of the race <laughs> they get when it's cold sometimes i'm in boston i work in los angeles yeah. i have a family i don't <laughs> who's watching my family right now um so yeah so there's pause and it's like shit that i'll roll my eyes at you mm-hmm. know if like some fucking people doing like their fitstagram or fitspiration and yeah it's them like ripped on a cliff doing the little yoga thing Ugh. where they grab their back leg and it's it'll so be transparent like, yeah the universe abounds, you know, and you're just like, what? what it's the so fuck? transparent. It's like, why do you need to scream that at other people? Yeah. I have a hard time believing that you're doing it to inspire other people. Almost always. And this could be my own hang up, but I have a really hard time with people who kind of choose to share that visual online. It, I, yeah, you kind of nailed it with like, are you doing this to inspire other people? Or are you yeah. just showing off? I'm almost better with people like, I'm so happy with how this workout turned out or... Yeah. I really feel like I'm in a great place physically. I can, that can stomach that more than like, hey, yeah, be yourself. A... And it's like them like ripped with like the Bane mask on or something. Yeah, there's a few pretty healthy ones I've been following that are just like healthy reminders on Instagram. Like maybe there's one called like Carter Fit and maybe one called like, these are just like nutritionists. And like yeah. the ones I like or just they're just healthy reminders of both the pros and cons of like, you know, like – Embracing the simplicity of calories in, calories out, yeah. and letting go of some of the other mishagoss. Yeah. And other people being like, hey, go eat pizza. It's fine. Yeah. Eat that. Eat the thing you want sometime. Yeah. Yeah. It's pizza day, National Pizza Day, which happens like a couple every couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. national days come up all the time, right? They're quite persistent. What national day would you start? Ooh. Um, I would start um mm, Okay, yeah. Mm. I put you on the spot. No, the but there's I'm so sorry. I know no, Eugene's in Fiji. Yeah. I just love so many of them. What national day would I? I love all food so much. Oh, doesn't have to be food. You spread it out however you want. 
Okay. I mean, you know, I mean, since I'm so passionate about hybrids, I think we need to have a national <laughs> food hybrid that doesn't exist yet day. That's great. Where everyone just oh, shows a that, picture. The fucking grammability of that. Right? It's incredible. That's right? genius, dude. That would get people. See, mine is a little bit more like um, subverse. Like I would want to get something going just to force people to eat something dumb. <laughs> <laughs> just show everybody how dumb they are. Like Meat water? Yeah, National Meat Water Day. Mm, yeah. Like, you know, just make it co- the cool thing to like, like eat a backpack full of loose turkey meat and water or something. Oh. <laughs> it just forces people to. Oh, and it's like ripped up. For some reason, it's ripped. Even ripped though it's up. sliced turkey meat, it's like it's, ripped it's, up in yeah, chunk. It's shredded. It's, yeah. Oh, shredded like. Hand torn. Hand torn. Oh, nasty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can ruin people's days with that. Well, I just, I want it to become a cool thing to Instagram. So then people, even though they don't want to do it, they fucking force themselves to do it. Yeah. I'm and a then, fan of almost anything grilled. Gr- yeah. Like I like a grilled burrito. Oh yeah. A oh, grilled yeah. quesadilla. Especially when it's outside the realm of normal grilling. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That adds something huge to it. I recently had a naughty food that I have to recommend. Okay. Let's get it. Because it is, it was just plum worth it. Okay. Uh, Chino is this delicious place here in Los Angeles that makes orange chicken burritos. Orange chicken burritos. And it is wow. just fantastic. It is. I don't know how, how does that work? I, I literally just salivated talking about it. <laughs> it's delicious orange chicken chunks. So like the like the traditional Chinese food, orange chicken. Yes. So like what you would get at Panda Express. Yeah, what you get at Panda ish. Express, but it's like a better quality, better frankly. Quality. Okay. A delicious, chunky, fried orange chicken chunks. Okay. With your fried rice. Oh wow. With your fried your traditional Chinese fried rice. Um, there's like really nice like sugar snap peas in there for texture. Okay, so a little crunch. As well as some like slaw, some sort of like a cabbagey slaw. Okay. And um and then like just sort of like a garlicky aioli of some garlicky maybe a ginger garlic sauce in there ginger so it's keeping with the Asian so all yeah. of its Asian flavors it's Asian flavors just then pretty much wrapped in like a scallion-y, um and so the burritos burrito not, bread not traditional tortilla like it's got like an onion like a scallion yeah wow it is so good I recently on a naughty day had it. And it was just one of those things you had where you're like, this is just worth it. And light bread. <laughs> you know? Fair, fair enough. Light breading on the chicken. Yeah. So it's crispy. Yeah. So there's enough texture variety between that and the burrito, the actual tortilla. Yeah. Because I mean, it seems like it could be bread forward, you know? Right. No, but I mean- if it's crispy and there's enough chicken, then you're, you're in good shape there. They've nailed it. Chino. Wow, chinos, huh? I think a lot of people are doing it. It's a very Instagrammy food right now. Okay. I feel like it's probably probably popped up at Coachella and whatnot. Um, but it what is. What about stagecoach? So too old. Stagecoach too old for the uh, for the orange chicken for burrito. The orange chicken burrito. Yeah, I think they're just getting around. What to is quesad- that kind of food? <laughs> <laughs> they just heard about quesadillas and yeah. they're blown away. Yeah, they're wearing like Wranglers and like <laughs> Louis Vuittons and stuff. Uh, yeah, wow, Chino. Hmm. You gotta eat it. You just gotta be bad. I'll give it a whirl. You gotta be bad. Um, but in general, I guess one other thing I'll just add is just like I've been better about like just working out. Sometimes forcing myself. Generally, just wanting to work out. Wanting to work out. Just it, being like, oh, I want to. Yeah. I enjoy the feeling. I enjoy doing it. Mostly been doing a lot of weights and mm-hmm. yoga. Those are my two favorite things. Well, and that's another thing is you. 
kind of learn the lesson to follow your, like what you're into, follow your favorite. Yeah. So if something's starting to bore you, then you take a class, you try something new. Yeah. You, you know, you enjoy going to Equinox, so you've treated yeah. yourself to that. Treat. treat. Worth the treat, worth the money. I like the classes. I go to a lot of classes. I think sometimes people will maybe endure something they don't like because they, they feel like it's going to yield results. Uh-huh. And I think that's a mistake. I think you should. I think, especially if you're trying to establish some kind of fitness program, mm-hmm. you should follow what you like, mm-hmm. even if it's even if it's lesser returns. Yeah. Just so that you can start, you know, strengthening that muscle of like, oh, I work out consistently. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Totally. What would you say, um, I'll let you think about this, but this is what, what I want you to say. What would you say to somebody that's they're they're at their worst place from a body image standpoint. Maybe they haven't started exercising. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're they want to. Maybe they don't even want to, but they know that they should. You know, think you know, put yourself back to when you were <laughs> at burgers. Your, yeah, burgers Camry in the parking burgers. lot. Yeah, or maybe even like right before that. Uh huh. And um, I'll say uh, that while you're thinking about this, okay. you go ahead and think about this. I'll say I'll maybe try to think of my healthy. Or like like my healthy, what am I? You know I've been into right now lately? These um, cassava chips. Have mm. you heard of those? Yeah. Um, is it like a bean flour? It's What's a cassava? Actually, actually, cassava is a tuber. A tuber. Yeah, so it's like a, a Like starch, a tater? Kind of, like a starchy root vegetable. It tastes different than potatoes. Okay. And then there's this um, Siete company. Uh, that does cassava like tortilla chips. Yum. So they're technically grain free. So they would fall under the paleo template. Uh-huh. I don't don't f- kid yourself. There's still carbohydrates in them. So mm-hmm. they wouldn't work for a ketogenic diet. And even like even if you if you are in active fat loss and you're trying to get lean, um, and you're doing paleo, they should be an every once in a while thing. But I think they're better than just a straight up corn chip. Yeah. Um, but like, the, I'm telling you, man, you do those like a little guacamole and, you know, they, they do tortillas too. That same brand does tortillas. They also do almond flour tortillas. Yum. Uh, so it's kind of a fun thing that you can play with. That sounds still, delicious. Still some carbs, but the chips are definitely worth checking out. They have a couple different flavor profiles. I think the originals are the best. You know, sometimes when like healthy people, like, or not healthy people, but healthy food companies try to do their spin on the Dorito. A, a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> they can't quite hit the uh, flavor I've read dust. some of those reviews. Yeah. But most bought those like protes <laughs> every time. And then I read another, I, one more review that's like, I want to die. One star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, junk, yeah. Junk food's got the corner of the market on junk food. It's tough I, for the... Uh, yeah. yeah. There are a few of those. I like some of those protein lean-in foods. Yeah. No, they're good. Yeah, I enjoy. I really like protein two o. You ever had that? No, great name. It's just a protein water. It's basically just a really lean protein shake. Oh, cool. It's basically just why whey isolate. Okay. In some coconut flavored water. Okay. Flavored water or actual coconut water? It's. I don't think it's real coconut water. Right. I think it's coconutty water. But what I like about this one because it's coconutty, um, like chocolate. It's coconutty. Unlike some of the other ones that have some crazy dyes and artificial shit yeah. in it, this one is pretty much just uh, your protein. The color it is. Whatever exactly, those are, yeah. exactly. Instead Not, of having your Red 40 and your Lake 5, whatever the hell. Yeah, Tropical Aqua. You're like, what? what? Is this Windex? Why? Um, okay, so my advice. So, so your advice to this person that's out there that is is 
at their worst place from a body image standpoint. Yeah. Up um, against it. Take a deep breath in. Uh, it's it's just giving up is there's nothing. Do not. It's just the silly choice, and I'm not saying that to make anyone feel foolish. But giving up. So let's just take a deep breath and say giving up is silly. If you didn't brush your teeth last night, <laughs> would you quit brushing your teeth forever? Yeah. Like, well, I messed. I missed brushing my teeth. I would. Uh, or no, you mean no. No, no I wouldn't. Yeah. No, Stinger. <laughs> no, you're right. No. no. You're totally right. Yeah. Oh my God. You, you just, fl- another one just fell out, by the way. <laughs> um, you wouldn't do that. It just because, yeah. like, and this isn't a, to make you feel guilty or anything. And just like, that's like just foolish. So, like, take a deep breath and just say to yourself, cool, I'm going to like start making positive changes. I'm, or I'm going to just start with that little thing. And then it's such a similar, such an often, uh, s- spoken thing on your podcast, but like, let's just start with little changes. Let's just start with maybe a healthier dinner. Uh, let's just start with replacing a meal with a, a really fun smoothie. Let's just start with long walks. Whatever it is, just like start with little changes because you know your body is probably eager for change and eager to get to a better place when you make these small changes you're going to see some cool cool weight loss or inches lost and all that stuff um and i think from there it's actually quite it's easy to pursue more changes because you know it's kind of addictive uh if not addictive it's at least like um like climbing a fun mountain you're like well i want to see what's next what's at the next summit what's at the next summit um, it's like if you're organizing a space and you just look at how everything out of place, mm-hmm. you can be overwhelmed mm-hmm. as opposed to like, I'm just going to start picking these papers up. Mm-hmm. That's it. The easy, whatever the easiest thing is, just pick the papers up. And a really cynical, you want some cynical yeah, advice? Yeah, do it. Go. You ever seen like a really old person who never took care of themselves? Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> it's... every day I look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I I hate you... to scare you, but I sometimes think about people who have who never pursued any form of wellness, and they've and their body has really become almost a dungeon, <laughs> almost a walking dungeon. It's very cynical and dark, but like maybe if nothing else. reminding yourself that using your body and just making cool choices for your body is just going to bode well every other step of the way. Yeah. Yeah. I think you nailed it. I mean, this, you think of it as self care. Yeah. You know, so taking care of yourself. So somebody it's, it's hard if you truly just, you know, are are struggling from body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. Um, and you, you, what you see doesn't match up to what, what you really are. Mm -hmm. That's, that's tough. I mean, that's, you're going to have to hopefully get some outside help, but I think at the very least, if you make it a point to practice good self care, Mm -hmm. um, and that can start with whatever's the most easily obtainable thing, you know, one nice thing you tell yourself, Mm -hmm. one good meal you have a day, one good food item you add to meals that you have. Like I'm just mm-hmm. going to add green vegetables or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, that can start a, a positive snowball of, of self-care mm-hmm. that can eventually 
define your life the way it has yours now, Mono. Mm-hmm. Right? I think people can get overwhelmed if there's so much to do or whatever. Totally. But I think it's like if you look at it as one little thing. And I think for me too, like there's this fear sometimes when I'm like, I'm going to really like tighten up on what I'm doing food wise. Mm-hmm. You start to get afraid like, oh, I'm, I don't want the, I don't like the uncertainty of not being able to have what I want to eat, you know? Right. So I'll just put it off like I won't start. Right. Instead of just let go of that and just say, hey, the next meal is going to be a good one. Yeah. You know, let go of it. You're going to, you know, yeah. nachos are going to come up. Totally. The, uh, the, the orange chicken burrito is going to come up. Totally. Have it. <laughs> have it. Have and it. then get back to. And then get back on track. Get back on track. Um, reward yourself for what you do right. Yeah, instead of okay. punishing yourself for what you did wrong. Yeah. I find it so much easier to focus on the good the, the like, oh, I did this good. I did this good. Then being like, well, I effed up this. I got to punish like, myself. Because I right. think, yeah, positive reinforcement is just such an easier game. I love it. I love it. Yeah. All right. So let's answer a question real quick. All right. This is a regular segment on our show. It's called <gasps> Weighing In. Uh, if mm-hmm. people have a question that they like to ask us on air... Awesome. Uh, they should they should email us at askthedumbbells at gmail.com, Whew. and we will answer that question if we think it's good enough, or if it's the first one I look at. Sometimes that happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or Better if it, be good enough. Or if it compliments me. Um, oh. or a question it, that compliments you? Yeah, or it could be a declarative statement about something okay, positive okay, about me. Okay, okay, that makes I'll, I'll more sense. That. Yeah, I'll read that, It's right? a question that compliments you. It might be hard to find. Uh <laughs> It could it could happen? Could it happen? Like yeah. like, Ryan, you're buff. Why? <laughs> you know, something like that. Oh yeah, I guess that is one. <laughs> uh, okay, so here, let it, what do I like here? Um, Mona, you have nice hair. How come? <laughs> that's oh, that's one of them. It's good. They want to know your routine. Okay, let's see here. S- eating right and fasting and working out at night. Okay. Hey there, Dumbbells. I've been working a night shift for almost 10 years now. In 2012, I had health scare due in part to a lack of sleep, poor diet, and stresses surrounding a messy divorce and custody battle. So instead of meds, I decided to change my lifestyle choices and drop from 315 to 225. Holy smokes, that's awesome. Wow. Uh, in about a year's time. I'm 6'4", so I think that was a good weight for me. I did this by going vegan, cutting alcohol, and cutting sugar. I also took uh, to running and within a few months was doing six to eight miles about four or five times a week. Jesus Christ. Wow. But my knees, back, and feet began to fail me, so I switched up to the elliptical with high resistance. Around that same time, I met and fell in love with the most amazing woman ever, Amanda. She introduced me to yoga, Pilates, kettlebell workouts, Tabata workouts, heroin. Whoa. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was like, okay, this person's... (laughs) I smell a stunt. Yeah. We still keep up with those types of workouts and follow a bunch of awesome (laughs) YouTube trainers. So most of the workouts are home-based and in the morning before our kids wake up. We also do a lot of hiking uh, in the morning before our kids wake up. And we also do a lot of hiking when the weather is nice, which is rare up here in western Washington. Uh, In the past couple of years, I've put on some weight, uh, put some weight back on, some muscle, I assume. But I'm frustrated that I've been stuck around 260 for about a year now. Mm. This is 100% food-related. I have a really hard time with cravings when I feel tired at work, and especially mornings after work. Mostly binging when I get home and nobody's around. That made me uh, shake admitting that, but it's true. Mm. Occasionally, I will get super motivated and drop 5 to 10 pounds by cutting out the garbage food and morning binges, 
But then Burger, Burger King croissants call to me, <laughs> and I'm in a big hole for a while. Amanda and I are starting uh, the 16-hour fast plan, and most days I keep it up. But the translation between nights and day, the transition between nights and days make it difficult. I do pretty well on the weekends and stay super active with the kids and mindfully eat. I also I feel so good when I stick to it and when I meal prep with a smoothie plus a healthy meal for workout for work nights, but other nights are so hard and that just doesn't happen. How can I be uh, better motivated and uh, and plan for my work days to cut out the shitty food and morning solo binges? I really want to stop. I really want to drop this spare tire. Uh, around my waist. Thank you guys so much. P.S. P.S. I'm trying to find a healthy balance between the doughboys and the dumbbells. Okay. Sounds like you're doing it. Uh, I have a, I have some advice. Yeah, lay it on him. I think, and I think he knows this, but I think, and because I'm, since we're talking a lot today about confronting, here, here is what is happening. He is um, addicted to the control he knows he has over his own body. Mm-hmm. He's like a little addicted to that feeling of, oh my God, I know I can be bad and lose it. I know I can be bad and lose it. And he's like, you're a a little bit in that loop now. And I think you just need to be honest with yourself because I have been there. I have totally done that. I have actively ate trash and been like, well, but I know how to control my body. But it sounds like you're a little stuck in the loop. And I would just say, take a second practice some mindfulness when you're about to eat trash and maybe be super curious about why you want to do that. Why do you want to eat that bad food um, before you do it? Um, Because I think it is that he's kind of like, he's addicted to that roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, it definitely seems like a factor for sure. And not to come down on you because I am with you, buddy. Yeah. 100%. But I think you need to be honest. dad. Be his dad. I'm going to be your dad and just be like, be honest with yourself. Like, yeah. let's be real. Like, what's the tea? What's the truth? Um, <laughs> honey, um, you be honest with yourself. And you, you at, in your heart, at your core, you know, you, you know why you're doing it. You're addicted to that feeling. You know how to manipulate your body in a positive way. You know how to make it lose it and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, maybe you need to challenge your own challenge yourself to play less with fire if especially if it's going to make you feel this way about yourself which is frustrated yeah i so he's talked about like shaking admitting that he does the solo binge mm-hmm. i'm 100% guilty of that i'll make yeah. much worse choices by my there's some people that like to kind of um recruit people to cheat on their food with them oh totally you know like hey come on let's go let's all go to top hey let's order this these fries for the table i i'm fine like in a public setting like i i won't mess up at all but by myself Mm. that's that's when the real shame starts to creep in i can really like go for it and so i can relate first i can relate to that i get it and then second of all yeah this uh i think that the nighttime you know working those late shifts That'll beat you down and you're going to make bad choices. And I think, yeah, Mono's right. There's some kind of control thing that's happening to where you even say it like when you're, when you don't do it, Mm -hmm. you get a charge off of that. So it's like 10 to 12 pounds and you feel like really positive and charged up. And then when you do slip up, then it's, you slide back and then you got to go back. Mm -hmm. I think 
I have a tip too. Do lay it on him. Here's this is what helps me is like embrace the simplicity of calories in, calories out. Okay. So you get a calorie tracking app like Lose It or My Fitness Pal. And what I love about those is that it's not about when you consume, it's just Every night at midnight, it resets. Mm-hmm. So this might help you with being like, it is just about calories in, calories out. If I eat a thousand calories at four a.m., but then sleep till two p.m., whatever, those are still <laughs> calories from that day. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, like totally. That is just the reality of it, and I think that might actually help help you because like. You just have to face the facts that you are still on a tw- that twenty four hour cycle. No matter how it's chopped up, those are still the calories you have yeah, of that cycle. I even think that it's so these solo binges. You can sometimes in your subconscious couch them as not happening, but they they did happen. Uh-huh. That's why that that weight's on there. So I think having like this calorie app or a counter mm-hmm. forces you to say like, hey, you know, it fucking happened. Yeah, life was gone. I crushed a bunch of Burger King croissants or whatever. Yeah. I did it, you know? Yeah. Um, and then another quick thing to think about outside of psychology, uh, maybe re-audit your macronutrients. Maybe you're not getting enough fats in there. Maybe you're hungry, um, truthfully hungry, and then that's turning into a binge. So maybe you could add a little bit more fat back into the diet, and then maybe you give yourself a little bit of a longer leash uh I know you want to do intermittent fasting and you can get some benefit from doing it a few times a week. Maybe it doesn't make sense to do it on those late work nights, Mm. you know, to where it's just like you're coming in starved Mm -hmm. and then you're making bad choices. So maybe you don't do the intermittent fasting. Maybe you allow yourself to kind of snack a little bit through those nights on stuff that has some, you know, some more fat. Because, you know, you figure you indulge in quotations on you know, five or 600 calories worth of, you know, almonds and pistachios, Mm -hmm. then you're nice and full. You're less likely to do 4,000 calories of croissants, you know, in a binge. That's true. Something to think about, but that's outside of the psychology. Maybe, maybe a uh, four pronged approach. Because there are foods that just blunt your hunger. Yeah. Yeah. And that can kind of help. Yeah. But I like what you're saying because a lot of times it's just, there's something going on in the mind that you got to, you got to face. Yeah. And I I, I totally, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm being a monster or a dick. I'm literally, as someone who's done the exact same thing. Yeah. And if I had a chance to, I would tell myself, hey, 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 (laughs) are you, are you upset with your own behavior? Then call yourself out, call yourself out, like out of, in, 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 in the best way, and as a form of self-love, call yourself out. Why are you doing it? You know why. Yeah. Yeah. Isolate the audio of Mono saying, hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Play that for yourself. When yeah. You, you know, when you open the fridge, all right, playboy. So you can be like that dog, like when a dog is caught in a trash can. <laughs> hey. And you're just like, I know, I know what I did. <laughs> I, I know that feeling. I yeah. can relate to that dog. Uh, Mono, I cannot thank you enough for oh coming in to do this today. Uh, so fun. Horny for Horror, uh, mm-hmm. where anywhere podcasts are located. Super fun. Yes. If you're a fan of comedy, you should listen. Yeah, because it's you. more funny than anything. Yeah, totally. Um, but definitely for those people that want to scratch that, like, if you feel like you're the weird friend that's into these bizarre horror movies, this is literally the perfect podcast for you. Yeah, it's real weird. We have guests play characters. We <laughs> we do everything. We compare. We talk about how horny we are for a, a lot of famous figures in horror. <laughs> it's stupid. Um, and you don't have to love horror to love it. Anybody that you all three agree on? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Um, I, I want to make sure I don't give it away. I think we were all we we're all unanimously horny for uh, Jack Torrance from The Shining. 
Jack Torrance? Which one is he? Uh, he's Jack Nicholson's character. Oh, Jack Nicholson's character? Oh, is yeah. Is Jack Torrance? All, he's Jack for sure. All work and Jack. no boy make Jack a dull boy. Yeah, think, yeah, yeah. yeah it's Jack Torrance. Yeah, yeah. We're all horny for him because even though he's, he's like dangerous, he's sweaty, but he's still young Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, You know what yeah. I'm saying? That, well, there's another like guy sexy, man. He's just sexy. He's sexy. And it's not even just as, it's almost, it's almost more compelling when it's not totally connected to their looks. Yes. yes, he's handsome, but it's more than that. It's everything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So him. Uh, and your Twitter, if people would like to. Yeah, uh, follow me at my name and my Instagram. It's at Mono Agapian. It's just my name, M-A-N-O-A-G-A-P-I-O-N. Beautiful. Uh, yes. And on behalf of me mm-hmm. and my co-host, Eugene Cordero, still in Fiji, and our wonderful guest today, Mono, we would like to thank everybody out there listening to Train Dirty, Eat Clean, and Woo. Live in Between. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. What are you doing in the trash? <laughs> that was a headgum podcast.